In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. I want to thank uh, George Montour again, because whenever I visit his gas station and have we have coffee, he often asks the question, Father Michael, what about these, uh, these epistles, these letters that we read? Why don't we ever talk about them in the... In the uh, why don't you ever talk about them? And so today, I really would like to take the time to speak about this epistle from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians because we don't, don't just read these because just to do them, because they're perfunctory. We read these epistles because St. Paul and other people wrote them to a community as much like ours here in order to teach them to remind them the most important things, to teach them how to behave, to teach them what to do, to teach them what not to do, and to how to be a church. This is why the church has read these epistles from the, from the whole history of the church, from the very beginning. You know, these epistles that we have are the first New Testament scriptures. The four gospels that we have came after these epistles. So the Christians in the first decades of the church we're reading these epistles in the church just very much like we are doing now. Now, in this epistle today, St. Paul is teaching the church in Corinth to remember the most important things. Where does the power of the church come from? There's something we need to remember today over and over. The power of the, of the church does not come from human intellect. The power of the church does not come from human strength. The power doesn't come by each of us being the smartest person in the room. The power of the church and the wisdom of the church is completely different than human power and human wisdom. The power of the church comes from God. The wisdom of the church comes from God. And God's wisdom is not our wisdom. As St. Paul says in the Corinthians, even in God's, quote, foolishness, he is still greater than the smartest wisdom of human beings. Or God in his so-called weakness is stronger than human power. We as Christians, what makes us Christians, what makes us different than any other group of people in the world, is that we depend totally on God's power and God's wisdom, if we depend on our own, we are being the fools. And especially, we confess Jesus' power and Jesus' wisdom in Christ crucified. The Jesus on the cross is Jesus in his, quote, foolishness, because St. Paul says the cross is a scandal to the Jews and foolishness to the Greeks, but it's God's power. That God in his weakest is still stronger and more powerful than mankind and sin and death. And that the cross is God's wisdom. It's God's way that he has saved mankind. And he is showing us the way to follow him. We are called by the cross of Christ to follow him and Christ alone. And that takes faith. It takes faith to follow Christ crucified. It takes faith to follow a man who is on the cross and who has died on the cross and yet has risen again. It is the cross and Christ on the cross that is Jesus' throne. 
This is why in the altar we have the cross. And I don't know, sometimes you notice during the liturgy, there's one part where I, I walk around to the sada and go to the cross. And what does the priest say? Blessed are you, Christ their God, on the throne of your glory. The cross is the throne of our God. So this is the wisdom and the power that we follow. Now, what's going on in Corinth that, that St. Paul wrote this very interesting letter? Corinth was a church that St. Paul founded and he loved and he visited and he spent time with and he taught them about Christ crucified. And then he left to go on, go on and found other churches otherwise. And then it came to Paul's ear that there was trouble in Corinth. There was schism. There was strife. There was eddies, eddies, strife. There were arguments. There was boasting. And what were they boasting in? They weren't boasting in Christ crucified. They weren't boasting in the power of God. They were boasting about who is greater. St. Paul, Apollos, there was another apostle, Kephas, who's Peter. Who of them is the greater? And they were lessening the power of the church because they were forgetting the things that Paul taught them and they were beginning, becoming just like all the other group of people, just like the, St. Paul says, just like the philosophers. Because the philosophers, as St. Paul discovered when he went to Athens, the Greek philosophers, they, they didn't really care about the truth. They cared about ideas. St. Paul says they cared, they didn't care so much about the truth. They cared about the newest and most modern idea. They wanted to outdo themselves in their ideas so that they could become famous philosophers themselves. They can have students that can follow them and the like. And it was a mess. And there was chaos. There were, there were the Aristotelians. There were the Platonists. There were the Pythagorists. There were the... Um, the, the um, uh, oh, boy. There were, there were the um, um, Stoics. And all kinds, of, all kinds of different philosophies. So if there is, I'm, I'm for Aristotle, I'm for Plato, I'm for Pythagoras, and nobody knew anything. There was a great saint in our church from the very first century, St. Justin, the philosopher and martyr. Now, St. Justin, before he was a Christian, he was a well-respected philosopher. And he was searching for the truth. And he tried out the Stoics. He tried out the Pythagoreans. And he, he wrote all these down in, in, in his uh, defense of the Christian faith. Why? He went to all these different uh, philosophers. And you know what he concluded? That the philosophies, the philosophers really weren't looking for the truth. They were looking to be famous. They were looking to be admired. And the thing that really turned off St. Justin, they all wanted to be paid. To take him on as a student. And St. Justin discovered that the philosophers could never agree on anything. So what good was it? He said, and this was like his final stab to, agree, to philosophy. He says, one philosopher cannot even agree with himself. He's always in disagreement with his very self. And so he said, enough for the Greek philosophy. And what really impressed him about the Christian faith is that the Christians, whether they were in Jerusalem or in Athens or in Antioch, can confess the same thing. 
They had a truth that was greater than human beings. They had a truth that was the same throughout Christendom. And that they valued that same, they valued what we would say, they valued that orthodoxy. And we're really, and even though he had all these philosophers as his teachers, you know who converted him, says in his story, it was a simple man on the street. Not a philosopher, not a teacher, but a simple Christian like you and me who could can, who could who can explain the faith, not by just words, but also by experience. And this Justin said, that's the, kind of, that's the wisdom I'm looking for, and that's the wisdom that I need. And he wrote all this down in a confession and a defense of the faith before the emperor, because the emperor kept executing all the Christians. And St. Justin Martyr wrote to the emperor to explain to them the Christian faith with the hope that he would come to a sense of he would have sympathy for the wisdom and the power of the Christian faith, and he would stop persecuting the church. So what do we have to remember as Christians? We are not called to be the smartest in the room. We are not called to be the most powerful in the city. We are not called to fight with our faith, with our lips, and with our hands by our own power at the very least. We are simply called to believe in the power of Christ crucified. He is the power of the church. He is the, he is the thing that makes Christianity not a philosophy. Christianity is not a philosophy. Yes, we love wisdom and we love power, but our power comes from Christ crucified and our wisdom comes from Christ crucified. Even Jesus said it himself. Jesus says... He's promising his disciples, look, when you're, there's going to be a time when you're going to be brought from before the authorities and you're going to be tested. And Jesus said, do not worry about what to say or what to do. For the Holy Spirit, God will give you the words to say to defend the faith. So Christianity is the power and the wisdom of God. And then finally, St. Paul even says, I believe he said it in his very gospel here. He says, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And here it is. And not with eloquent wisdom, that is not with his own human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. We need to be careful when we speak. When we're trying to be the smartest person in the room, that we try and, make and, exp- and talk about things that we do not yet know about, that we are not getting in the way of Christ's power, Christ crucified, and get in the way of his doing the work, speaking through us rather than speaking against us, trying to speak over us, and we keep trying to spew our own opinions. We need to be sure to follow St. Paul's message that it's not with eloquent wisdom, but the power of Christ crucified that will make us true Christians, that will give us all wisdom and power, and the wisdom and power that we need to follow our Lord into the kingdom of heaven.